This podcast may contain strong language, mainly the F word. That's Wait, right. What the fuck? N- football. Mm. Therefore, if the podcast is not for you, you know what to do. Listen anyway, and who knows, you may even enjoy it. Hello and welcome to that Next Goal Wins podcast. The podcast that isn't the podcast, podcast. Yeah, don't worry, it'll all be explained once we go through it. Um, it's safe to say this has been a long time in the making, but I'm finally happy that we're actually doing it. And I can't do it on my own, so I've got two of my friends to join me in the names of Curtis Goodwin and Matt Ponta. First things first, boys, how are we doing? We're nearing the end of lockdown. Yeah, we're doing really well, mate. Cheers. Um, like you said, it's been a long time coming. I'm happy that we're nearly, nearly there. But yeah, we're all doing well here, mate. Thank you. Ponta? Yeah, not too bad, you know. Just, just really want to get out of the house and watch some live sport in person now. I mean, you know, as, as we've all come from a sporting sort of background, it's one of those things where you're itching. And I, I ended up watching um, virtual cycling the other day. That's how bad it's got. You know, next Wednesday, boys, you know, the Premier League is finally back. You know, football is back uh, for us. And it's, it will be 100 days we've waited, you know, for a bit of Premier League football. So, you know, we've, we've done well. I think we've all safely said we've done well. well. Obviously, we've seen the Bundesliga come back as well. Boys, just quickly, what, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, have you been impressed with it so far? I know last week they, you know, used the crowd noise as well for the first time. So what are your, what are your views on that? Yeah, um, I was about to say about the crowd noise, actually. I think it was a really, really good element to bring in to the, to the matches, actually. I thought the couple of weeks that they had, obviously, where there was no crowd noise, it was very strange. It did really feel very friendly-like, where you would hear the ball and you would hear the coaches and the players. Um, but at least with the crowd noise, it's as close to a normal game as you can without the fans. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that they brought it in and be interested to see how the Prem do with it. I have noticed, though, the football's been a lot different from what you would have when fans have been in the ground. Obviously, it was to be expected. But there's so many misplaced passes and no one's given them any sticks, so they're just reoccurring. So, for example, you know, you've got, a defender that passes the ball straight into the path of a striker, the crowd would be on him if that had happened and if the striker had gone on and scored. But they can, they'll keep making these mistakes because there's no one to really shout at them apart from the teammates around them. But I, in, in general, I'm loving just having live sport back. Well, the only reason I ask that, boys, is that I'm going to test you on some of your knowledge as we, as we do the first round of uh, this next Gold Wins podcast. So it is basically, it's a quiz and there's a theme going through the whole of our little podcast. Though it isn't a podcast, podcast. Um, So without further ado, let's do round one, which is the bare necessities. Now the bare necessities is things you should know that have happened recently in the last few weeks. Um, They might catch you out. So Ponta versus Curtis, um, quick fire questions. There's 10 questions, but a few of them have bonus points. So you're playing for a possible of 15. Without further ado, let's play Bear Necessities. Okay, boys. So the first question is, which Premier League manager has recently signed a new four-year deal at his club? Okay, lock in your answers. I give you five seconds. Okay, your time's up. So Curtis, I'm going to come to you first on this one. What's your answer? Um, I'm going to go with Ralph Hassenhutl at Southampton. Okay, and Ponta, who are you going with? Clueless. I was going to go for Brendan Rodgers. Okay, so someone has got the right answer, and <laughs> it's Mr. Curtis Goodwin. It is Ralph Hassenhutl who has signed a new deal to 2024. Now, part two of this question, can you tell me who they are playing in their first game back? Who are Southampton playing in their first game back? 
Five seconds to lock in your answer. A little clue. This game is on the Friday. Okay, lock in your answers. Ponto, I'm going to come to you this time first. Um, any clues? Any ideas? Shocking start. I, I mean, I should really, really be keeping up with this sort of thing. I'm going to go for Norwich. Okay, and Curtis? Well, I may be digging myself a little bit of a hole here, but you said a Friday night, uh, which shows to me that maybe it has a little bit of meaning. So I'm going to go for Brighton for a South Coast derby. Okay, and the scores at the end of that round are one apiece because it is Norwich, Mr. Ponza. Yes. Correct. So after question one, it is one all. Moving quickly on to question two. And Chelsea have been busy so far in the, already in the transfer window, even though there isn't a transfer window, and have agreed to sign Timo Werner this week after activating his release clause. But what have the London club offered him per week? Okay, time's up. Curtis, back to you. What is the wage that Timo Werner has been offered at Chelsea? Well, typically German clubs usually offer quite low wages. Uh, and it's Chelsea, so I'm going to guess that they've probably gone above and beyond to, to get him at the club. So I'm going for 150k. 150k. Ponta. Knowing, again, knowing that this is Chelsea we're talking about here, they've gone for something like, I'm going to go 175. 175. Well, I'm going to give the point to the person that is obviously closest, and therefore it is 2-1 to Matt Ponta. They're offering him £200,000 a week. So it is 2-1 to Mr Ponta as we approach question number three. Now then, the Premier League is returned. It's near upon us. But who will be playing for the first time in front of the BBC cameras. So what game is going to be the first game live on the BBC cameras? And it's a one point for both teams. Ponto, I'm going to come to you first because you're on the lead. What I knew is you the were going fix- to come to me first. I had a few teams in my head because it's been floating around all, all this 3pm kickoff stuff. Um, Everton and Sheffield United, I'm going to go for. Okay, and Curtis? First 3pm I'm going for, that's being shown live, so I'm going Arsenal-Brighton. Okay, so there is no points for both of you there. Curtis, you are correct. For BT Sport, it's Brighton versus Arsenal. But for the BBC cameras, it is Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace. You can redeem yourself because there is a bonus point and there has been a second game confirmed on the BBC cameras. But what is this game four days later? Okay, time is up. Locking your answers. Curtis, I'm going to come to you to this time. It's thrown me completely off here, so I've just picked two random teams. I've picked Manchester City versus Everton. Okay. Mr. Ponter, over to you. Can I stick with the same answer twice? You can indeed, if you just repeat what the answer is. I've got a feeling Everton is one of them. No, I'm going to go for the same, Everton, Sheffield. Okay, so you're both wrong. You have got Everton, but it's Norwich. Norwich, Everton is the game that's going to be on the BBC. So as it stands, as we approach question five, it is still 2-1 to Mr. Ponson, so it's very, very close. Okay, so when the Premier League comes back, Spurs will face Manchester United in the opening match. But what was the score when these sides met earlier on in the season? You get one point if you can get me the correct score, and if you want an extra point, you can tell me the goal scorers in the game. So there's a little clue that there was goals in the game. So, six seconds to lock in your answers. Okay, Kurt, it's coming to you first. Can you give me the score prediction was it 2-1 Manchester United? Uh, Mr. Ponta, what? I've gone 2-0 Spurs. Okay, so someone has got the point. That person is Curtis Goodwin. It is 2-2 and it was 2-1. Now, do you know 
the goal scorers, Curtis? Um, I'll go Kane with one. And for Manchester United, I'll go Martial. I'd have gone Son, Spurs. And for United? Lingard. Okay, I can tell you that you're both wrong. The scorers were Rashford scored both of them. And for Spurs, Dali Ali was the person that got on the score sheet. Okay, question five. Which championship manager has announced he will leave his role at the end of the season? This guy was the assistant with Gary Monk in Swansea back in 2014 when they were in the Premier League. Five seconds to lock in your answers on that question. Mr. Ponto, I'm coming over to you first on that one. Championship manager, you should know one or two things about the championship with your team of Aston Villa. You support. Funny. And it may, you may, I'm not saying anything, but you may know this even more. I have completely drawn a blank. Curtis, any ideas? Unfortunately, it's going to have to be a blank round. I've got my head's gone. My head's gone. I can't even think of an answer. Okay, so the answer was Pep Quartet. Uh, he is leaving his role as Birmingham manager at the end of the season. Okay, question six. We're moving swiftly on. The top ten player world values were released recently, but can you tell me which Premier League player was ranked the most valued? And his estimated worth was one hundred and seventy-three point six million pounds. So this player is worth £173.6 million. Curtis, I'm going to come to you straight away. Who do you think in the Premier League is worth £173.6 million? Um, I'm going to go for Mr Manchester United, Mr Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba. And Mr Ponta, you're going to go for? Good shout. No, I was going along the lines of someone from Liverpool. Screw it. I know Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane. Okay. Both of you are wrong. The answer is Raheem Sterling is worth £173.6 million. Wow. Again, boys, another chance to redeem yourself. In the top 10, can you tell me how many players were playing in the Premier League? Okay, not long on this one. And one, Mr Poncho, I'm going to start with you on this one. How many of the top 10 players were in the Premier League? got two numbers in my head, but I'm going to go with the first one I thought of, which is four. And Curtis? I did have four as well, yeah. So you are both incorrect because the answer is six. You have That was the other number I had. You've got Trent Alexander-Arnold in fourth with Marcus Rashford sixth, Salah Omane seventh, Mohamed Salah sixth and Harry Kane makes up number ten. The other players are Kylian Mbappe, Jadon Sancho, Alfonso Davies and surprisingly... Antoine Griezmann involved there as well. Make of that what you will. Okay, question seven, moving swiftly on. Who have Manchester United extended their loan deal for to January? Okay, I'm going to stop there. Curtis, over to you on that one. Uh, Yeah, it is Manchester United's new star, Odia Nogalo. Okay, and Mr Ponta, any ideas? Are you you in agreement? I'm going to agree and go snap on that one with a go. Okay, at the end of that score, it's three all because you are both correct. Odiana Gallo is staying at Manchester United until January. Question eight, we're appearing at the end of the round. By the way, these questions may test your Bundesliga knowledge. Just a little warning. Who scored the winner for Bayern in the De Classica recently? He was also involved in assisting the third in Bayern's 4-2 win over Leverkusen in the weekend. He was quoted earlier on in the season saying he would love to work with Pep Guardiola again. Okay. And Juan Curtis, I'm coming over to you now. Any ideas? It is the new C- uh, centre midfielder by Munich. It is Kimmich. Ponta, do you agree or do you disagree? Can I say snap again? You can say snap again as long as that's I the answer. I said snap. It is. At the end of that round, 
It is 4-4. It is Joshua Kimmich. Question nine, and it is referring to Jadon Sancho. And this is worth two points, this question. There is two parts. Okay, Jadon Sancho has been linked with a move elsewhere uh, this summer for the transfer window. But can you tell me another reason why the England international recently hit the headlines? Okay, Mr. Ponte, can you give me the answer to this question? I can't. I've drawn okay. a blank. You're drawing a blank? I'm drawing a blank. Okay, Curtis Goodwin, can you help him out here? Um, in his celebration, uh, didn't he have the Black Lives Matter t-shirt on underneath? Podsby's nodding in agreement, but it's incorrect, I'm afraid. It is a good one, and I get what you're saying, but I was looking for the he breached lockdown rules by getting a haircut oh, in the house. I thought you would have known that, Curtis, after seeing your trim. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Okay, boys, but again, another chance to redeem yourself, okay, because I want to know, what has Jaden Sancho done more this season? Has he scored more goals, or has he assisted more goals? Coming to Curtis, in two, one, Curtis, has Jaden Sancho scored more this season, or has he assisted more this season? Well, it's a 50-50, isn't it? But I'm going to go scored more. Ponta? I'm going the other side. I'm saying he's assisted more. Okay, so he has scored 17 goals in the Bundesliga, but he's also, he's assisted 16. Curtis gets the point. Curtis leads 5-4. And then the final question, okay, at the end of this round, is about Schalke. They've not had it easy, as they, David Wagner's not had it easy since they returned to Bundesliga action. How many games has it been since their last win in the Bundesliga, which came in January? Okay, Matt Ponsard, giving you the deciding one. You have to get this right. You have to get this right. I'm going to go with 13. Okay, and Curtis Goodwin. Are you sticking in agreement or have you got your own number? What are you suggesting? I'm going to go with nine. It's unlucky for some, but Mr. Bonner is lucky. It's lucky 13. Ponta snatches an England time equaliser and the end of that round is five all between Curtis and Ponta. Even Stevens and all these have been played at stadiums. And over to you. Mr. Ponza for round two. Okay, well, welcome to the second round of the quiz. This one's called What's That Ground? The part of the quiz that tests your capability to listen to clues. I'm going to read out three short descriptions of football grounds and your job is to simply name the club that's played there and the ground name. So you'll get two points for naming the correct team, but a further three points if you can tell me the name of the ground. I don't think that needs any further introduction, so let's start the music and it's time for ground number one. Are we ready, boys? We certainly are. Born ready, mate. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Ground number one has been home to this football team since 1889. It was the first stadium ever built for use by a football league club. After its renovation during the 1990s, this ground was at the time considered one of the largest modern stadia in England. This stadium has hosted England internationals, but also the first UEFA Cup final. Okay, Luke and Curtis, which one of you wants to go first and share some ideas on who do you think plays here and what ground is it? I'll let Curtis well, go. Oh, how gentlemanly, Luke. Um, okay, so I will go with uh, Manchester United Old Trafford. Okay. And Mr. Henry? See, I'm in agreement with Mr. Curtis. I wrote down Old Trafford but only when you said the UEFA Cup final. But part of me thinks it's Sellers Park, but I can't see Sellers Park going for a game. So I'm going to stick with Curtis. I've gone Old Trafford as well. Unfortunately, neither of you get any points. It is Wolverhampton Wanderers at the Molyneux Stadium. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. There Very we go. Obviously went under renovation in the 1990s, has since gone under another renovation and is waiting for another one. Are we ready for ground number two? We are yeah. indeed. Ground number two is no longer existent in the Premier League but has played host to this current Premier League side until 2002. It was demolished a year later and the 22,000 capacity stadium wiped away. Expansion of this ground wasn't possible as results on the pitch for this team grew which triggered the move to a new stadium. I think I'm going to take a guess right away and go for Southampton. Talk about the move from the Dell to St. Mary's. Okay. So, Luke's. Are you locking that in, Luke? I'm going to lock that in. It's the best I can think of in the time given. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just go at a random stadium. Uh, I'm going to go Rico. (laughs) Yes. Again, you are both wrong. It is Leicester City and their move from Filbert Street. Filbert Street, oh, of course it is. Yeah, one of the... So there you go. Leicester City, of course, now play at the King Power Stadium. I was going to add in the clue that they are Premier League champions, but that might have given it away. You never know. Okay, well, those two were technically the easier stadiums in my uh, stadium round. So uh, let's see if you get this one. This is stadium number three. Ground 3 is no longer a Premier League ground. It is a multi-purpose stadium in the north of England. It was the first ground in English football to have a designated stand for disabled supporters. Its current capacity is 23,287, but hasn't seen Premier League football in the new millennium. New millennium? So that that last clue should uh, give you a hint as to when this team was last in the Premier League. Come on, someone's got to get some points in this round. Right, okay, I'm going to take the... I'm going to go straight away then and say, well, if it means the millennium, that means it's sort of 2000. So then I'm going to say, I'm going to take a guess. I've got two in my head. So either Bradford or Swindon, and I'm going to go for Bradford. Okay, Luke's gone for Bradford. Oh, Oh, oh. Oh, that's... No, the the capacity. Sorry, 23,000 is not going to be Bradford Stadium. Um, am I allowed to change my answer? You haven't locked it in yet, so I will allow that, I'm yes. Gonna, I am going to change my answer. While Luke's thinking about his answer, Curtis, have you got any ideas? Well, going off some of those clues, um, you said north of England. Um, so in my head, I'm trying to rack up in my brain north of England sides that were in the Premier League. Um so at the moment I'm struggling uh, but I will go while Curtis is thinking I think I might lock in an answer go on Preston North End okay Luke's gone for Preston Curtis it's down to you yeah I'll, I'll, I'll draw a blank there I, I've not got anything that's coming to my head Complete blank. do you want to just name a team just so you've got something um, a team up north I'll go with Burry. Burry, okay. So I can tell you, you could have had Bradford. It could have been Swindon. It might even have been Oldham. But no, it's Barnsley Football Club at the Oakwell Stadium. Barnsley were relegated from the Premier League after one season in 1997-98. 
And that brings wow. an end to What's That Ground? And I must say, both of you have done terribly. So, uh, nil point. Yeah, I think after that, we, we need to take a break from football. Um, you know, because me and Curtis have covered ourselves in glory, shall we say, on that one. And I think it's time for the Random Topic Generator. Random Topic Generator! Yes, Ponza, over to you once more. Fantastic. So, it's the first week, so we've got 50 random topics to choose from. Let's spin that wheel. Okay, so, the random topic this week is, what's the best thing you've done in the last seven days? Okay. And we'll start with you, Luke. The last seven days. It's quite worrying, isn't it? I can't actually remember what I've done in the last two days, let alone the last seven. Best thing I've done uh, this week is... I think it's completing season three of Money Heist, to be honest, on Netflix. I mean, it's taken me a while, but I'm quite impressed with myself. I think it's the best thing. I've not, I've not really done much, to be, to be, to be brutally honest, Ponto. I can't, I can't <laughs> lie. I mean, I want class making a cup of tea, you know, and making lunch and making dinner is the best thing I've done that this week. So there's not a lot that's going on. So I'd, I'd say, you know, watching a whole, whole series on Netflix. I, I, I'll, I'll stick with that. Well, there we go. Curtis, can you top that? Um, I think I can, just about. Uh, so for the last couple of weeks now, obviously, I, I, I'm sure if you've uh, been on my social media following, which uh, obviously thousands of people are, um, uh, I've been doing a lot of running. Um, and so I've been doing various 5Ks and 8Ks uh, around my area and it's been quite interesting actually because it's been getting me out of the house which is obviously needed in this this mad time uh but also it's kind of uh you know keeping that motivation and that challenge and psychological aspect in your head keep you know it's still going on um so i'm really really impressed with how i've been doing so far obviously you know see see if i can push uh, a 10k one day depending on uh, whether my leg can take it or not but um yeah i think that's probably the most interesting thing i've been doing uh, within the last week interestingly though i was watching so i was watching the chase yesterday and this there was a woman on there right now hear me out hear me out i know where you're looking at me like that because people can't see them <laughs> and there's something called the mickey mouse dopey challenge apparently it's when you run 5k then 10k then a half marathon then a full marathon all in the space of four days i mean i mean Kurt, mm. if you ever get that good you know there's a challenge for you what's it called again I think it's called the Mickey Mouse Dopey Challenge. If not, that's what she just called it. Yeah, yeah, there's a reason why it's called Dopey, I right. think. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even do the 5K. No, that's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I have to say, a 5K is very, very difficult to run, um, especially if, you know, you're trying to keep that intensity the whole time and, you know, you're running up hills and, you know, there's uneven ground. It's very, very difficult. Um, but one thing I will say is, is a lot of it is psychological. Um, I think me and Luke, we, we were speaking about it a few days ago. We were saying after, you know, a minute or two minutes, your legs are telling you, why are you doing this to me? You know, they're, they're, they want to stop. Um, but as long as your head's telling you to keep going and, uh, you know, because it's ultimately down to you whether you stop or not, isn't it? So, uh, What about you, Ponta? There's been a few things that have been going on. I haven't been running. I've been walking. So I went on a massive 15k walk yesterday. Um, that wasn't the most interesting thing that happened this week. I've been re doing research for a book that me and a friend of mine are writing on my local football club, Hales Own Town. Now, the, the team's been covered from about the 40s onwards because that's when all the records began. But me, me, me and my friend, we've been looking into the history of when they were formed in 1873. And we've been uncovering all these little archival things. And one of them 
it was a great little story. Uh, it was 18, don't hold me to it, but I think it was 1887 or something like around then. And there's a little article and it goes that the goalposts were stolen from Hale's Owens football ground. And it was a, a news article and it's like, uh, such and such has stolen the goalposts from the Grove Stadium in Hale's Owen. Now, the interesting part was the, the posts themselves cost two shillings, which I don't know what that is in modern day money. And he got fined five shillings and two weeks wages. That was it. For stealing goalposts, I thought that was just something really random and interesting about the club. Oh, and they also lost a game 13-0. Uh, I'm just trying to have a look here, Ponter. Two shillings, or two bob, so equivalent to a pound. So he got fined, a pa- he got fined roughly a fiver. <laughs> oh no, bob is slang for a shilling, which is 5p in today's money. So if he, he got fined 10p if it was two shillings. He got fined 10p. There you go. Wow. That is interesting. Getting fined 10p. You wouldn't get that today, would you? <laughs> Add a few zeros on, I think, wouldn't you now? <laughs> just a few. But that is history, isn't it? And I think talking about history, uh, I think that leads us on straight nicely into uh, Mr. Curtis Goodwin's round. So, Curtis, without further ado, my friend, over to you. Thank you very much, Luke. Uh, yes, it is that time. It's mine and your favourite time of the of the podcast. It is time for the... What's the theme of the week? What theme of the week? The theme of the week. Let's find out. Theme of the week! Yes, this week it is the top 20. So as you probably recognise throughout the whole podcast, the theme has been around the Premier League. And I'm sure I can speak for all of us. We cannot wait until it does happen. Obviously, Ponte's Aston Villa are going to be on and mine and Luke's Arsenal are also going to be on. Uh, So we're definitely going to be able to get a taste earlier than our other Premier League counterparts. Uh, But without further ado, this round is going to consist of uh, around 15 questions and 15 points you'd also get a few bonus points here and there let's start with this round so question number one which player has played in the premier league all 21 years of his career okay so uh unfortunately it's a podcast so you both so so the viewers cannot really see the the uh, Matt and Luke's reaction to this, but there's a few confused faces out there. But I'm going to start off with Luke. Luke, what's your answer? I just went with Ryan Giggs and Matt Ponter. See, I I'll go through my thought process because I had Gareth Barry in my head, and then I realised he got in the championship. Yeah. So that threw that out the window straight away, and then I was thinking, hold on, Paul Scholes. Is that your final answer, Matthew Ponter? Yeah, it is. Well, I can say we got off to a relatively good start where, Mr. Luke Henry, you were correct. It was Ryan Giggs, who actually, as, as by fact as well, is the most decorated player in Premier League history. So building off of that, uh, off of that um, answer there about Ryan Giggs, uh, this is a bonus question. Which former Juventus legend was quoted by saying, only two players made me cry when watching football. One was Diego Maradona. And the other was Ryan Giggs. So let's go to Matt Ponter. What are we saying? I've gone completely blank. I know you told us to do our research this week, and I've been researching non-league football instead. So um, <laughs> I'm going to draw a blank on this one, I'm afraid. Mr. Luke Henry? 
I'm not sure if this is meant to be very easy or quite difficult. So I've got two in my head. I've obviously got Andrea Pirlo, but I've also got Nedved as well. And I don't know why. I just I'm going to go for Pirlo, but I've I think I'm going to be wrong. So I'm not. I'll lock in Pirlo, but. Okay, it's not, it's not a bad answer, to be fair, but unfortunately it's incorrect. It is actually Italian World Cup winner, Alessandro Del Piero. He did come into my time. I did think about Del Piero. Oh, but, it's, but, it's, but, but question two. How many headers did Peter Crouch score in his Premier League career? Uh, and I will just point, uh, make a point here. The nearest answer will get a point. How many headers did Peter Crouch score in his Premier League career? So as you can tell by the silence, it is very, very tense here at the moment. So uh, we will go with Mr. Luke Henry. Okay, so Peter Crouch has made the 100 club in terms of Premier League goals, if I'm not mistaken. So no, that's correct. I think there was a statistic that he's got some of them that scored the most headed goals in Premier League history. So I'm going to take a really big number here and go for 56. <laughs> well, I was thinking a lot lower, but then no, I'll st- I, I'm going to stick with what I said. Or do I? No, I've got two numbers. I've got 28 and 36. No, I'll go. I'll go higher and go 36. Okay, so we've got 56 and uh, 36. Uh, I can tell you the answer was actually in between. That it was 46. So, interestingly, um, he scored 46 headed goals out of his 105 goals uh, from 436 appearances for six wow. different clubs. I thought, now, was, you know, I thought it was over half. That's why. So, uh, I'll give you both a point because obviously you were, you were both, re- you, you anyway. know, you were both same amount. So, yeah, I'll give you a point for that. Okay. How many assists does Mr. Mario Balotelli have in his Premier League career for Manchester City? Oh, that's a question. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. How many assists does Mario Balotelli have in his Premier League career? One point for this again. Uh, so, we will go with Matt Ponter. How many assists? Hmm. 27. Um, but obviously he didn't play a lot. He did play a lot, but you know he didn't contribute in terms of assists much. So I'm going to go for a lower number. I'm going to say 15. 15. Uh, well, I could tell you you're both wrong, actually. And this is kind of a trick question in a way. Uh, it was actually one. That that is incorrect because I remember two straight away because he obviously had set Aguero up in 2012. Balotelli was fouled in the last minute when City took, played Tottenham in 2011 and then he stepped up to score the penalty himself. So can't I well, they, I don't think they uh, count uh, assists I, like I, that, I, do they? I don't, I, I don't think you can set yourself up, unfortunately. He's won. And like I said, yeah, you were right. It was for the famous Aguero goal against QPR in the 2011-12 Premier League season. OK, swiftly moving on. Injudication. When a goal is scored direct from a free kick or via a penalty, the player who drew the foul will gain an assist. However, bear in mind that no assists are awarded to players for winning a free kick or penalty that they convert themselves. That's outrageous. Swiftly moving on. Who scored the first ever Premier League goal in August 15th, 
I I think I know it. Oh. Because I I've got a feeling I've had this conversation. So I'm gonna go Sheffield United and I'm gonna say is it Brian Dean I'm gonna go for? Luke Henry? Yeah, I've gone for Brian Dean, Sheffield United two, Manchester United one. Uh, very good there, boys. Yeah, you're correct. It was Brian Dean for Sheffield United against Manchester United on August 15, 1992. Moving on to question number five. Which former Premier League striker has missed the most penalties but also scored the most in Premier League history? Back to Luke Henry. I'm going to say Alan Shearer. And Matt Ponter? Trying to think of strikers that have been in the Premier League long enough to have missed quite a few penalties. No, I've got a name in my head, but I don't think he's been in the no, he's not been in the league long enough to score so many penalties. I'm gonna say someone like Drogba. Didier Drogba. Okay, well I can confirm oh. that Mr. Luke Henry, you were correct. It was Alan Shearer. Interestingly, the numbers actually are eleven penalties missed. However, he did score fifty-six penalties. Number six. Which former Premier League manager is the only person born before 1960 to have scored a Premier League hat-trick? Now, one clue I can give uh, from this is that he is Scottish. That's the only clue I'm going to give for that. A, Scot a former Premier League man a manager that is Scottish to have scored a Premier League hat-trick being born before 1960. One point here to Matt Ponter. When you said Scottish, it threw a few names out of my head. Um, I'm going to say, not that it would be right, but I'm going to say Alex McLeish. Alex McLeish, okay. And Luke Henry? I've got one name in my head. Um, I'm going to go for Gordon Strachan. Yeah, that is correct. It is Gordon Strachan, yeah, for Leeds United against Blackburn Rovers on the 10th of April, 1993. Correct? Well done, Luke, there. Uh, yeah, scores on the doors at the moment. So we are down to Luke Henry. You've got five so far. And Matt Ponter, you've got two. Uh, but there's still quite a few questions left. Uh, so, Matt, you can definitely catch up. Question number seven. Which Premier League team has spent longer at the, bo at the bottom of the Premier League table without being relegated? Oh, that's a good question. Think on it, and I can say they are they are a current Premier League team as well. Um, oh, okay, maybe not then. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> you off again, Luke Henry. Um, well, yeah, I think you've given us a bit of a clue that helps. Um, I'm going to say uh, Norwich City. Norwich City and Matt Ponter. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking Sunderland for a long time until you oh, said they're current Premier League team. So mm. Norwich has to be the the go-to answer, surely. Norwich, that is incorrect. Interestingly, oh. it's actually, actually Leicester City. In the 2014-15 season, they went 13 oh. games without winning from September to December 2014. And from September to March, they only had two wins. And that was when Claudio Ranieri came in and worked his magic to keep them up. And wow. then the following season, win the Premier League title. Wow. Very, very interesting, yeah. So look at that. That's a, that's a massive turnaround there. Sunderland or that is interesting. Well, 
building off of that question, so bear in mind all the little stats that I've just told you there. How many days did they spend at the bottom of the Premier League? Closest answer will win again. I'm trying to do my maths here. I'm going to say 82 days. 82 days and Luke Henry? So there's seven months. That'll be a hundred and... It's going to be like 180 days, isn't it? So we've got 180 days and Matt Ponter, what did you say? I said 82, but I'm thinking that's that's way too low now. 82. Okay, well, the answer was 100, 140. 140 days they spent at the bottom of the Premier League. Uh, so closest, I'm trying to work that out. Uh, I think, Luke, you were closest. Luke is closer by 40. By, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Luke, good answer there. Well done. Uh, next question. Which current Premier League goalkeeping coach has combined 12 Premier League games for two clubs and has ended up with two Premier League titles? So this, this player has played for two Premier League clubs and overall, when he's played for those two Premier League clubs, he had 12 appearances. But he's well, ended up with two... For both. With, for both, yeah, for both. And he's won two Premier League titles being in these teams. Current Premier League goalkeeping coach as well. For, he, he, he's currently in the Premier League for one team as their goalkeeping coach. Okay, one point for this. Uh, so we'll go with Luke Henry. I'm going to go for Mark Schwarzer. Mark Schwarzer and Matt Ponter. Shea Given. Oh. Shay Given. Okay, well, I can. He's actually Richard Wright, former Arsenal and Manchester yeah. City player. Uh, he actually he actually had twelve appearances for Arsenal from the two thousand and one to two season appearances for Manchester City. The two thousand and twelve to sixteen. Uh, so yeah, he's ended up with two Premier League titles. So fair play to him. Uh, moving on to question nine. Duncan Ferguson was one out of two Premier League players to score hat-trick of headers for Everton against Bolton in December 1997. But who was the other player to do the same exact thing in 2016? One point for this. Oh. Yeah, so I'm going to have to hurry you both up here. So we're going to go with Luke Henry. And Oh, I think it's a West Brom player, and I can't for the life of me remember who it was. I remember how this came about. I'm gonna go for um, go for Bobby Zamora, but I know it's wrong. I can't think of who it scored that hat trick of headers. Mister Bobby Zamora and Matt Ponter. I'm gonna go Shane Long. Shane Long. Complete well, I guess. Think Shane, well, so so you're both along the right path. So it was a West Brom striker, and his name is Mister Solomon Rondon. Oh, it's the one. He scored a he scored a hat trick of headers. West Bromwich Albion against Swansea City in December 2016. There we go. There's, a, there's our little musical oh. institute there. Yeah, I like, I like that. <laughs> um, moving on to question 10. Which Cameroonian defender has been relegated a record four times from the Premier League with three different Premier League teams. 
Luke, talk me through your, your process of what's going on in your head at the moment. Absolutely nothing. Um, goodness me, what a question that is. Oh, um, I might have to draw a blank. I can't actually think of it. I just... See, I've, I've got a couple in my head, but I know, I'm going to say, because I know Gaitan Bong. Honestly, I can't think. Uh, Jeremy. The answer is uh, Sebastian Basson. Oh. Uh, so he so so he got relegated in 2009 with Newcastle, 2012 with Wolves, and then relegated with Norwich in 2014 mm-hmm. and 2016. So this is one that potentially I think both of you should know because it links very closely to both of your clubs. So which former Arsenal midfielder made his Aston Villa debut? in a 2-0 defeat against Blackburn Rovers in November 2010. Which former Arsenal midfielder made his Aston Villa debut in a 2-0 defeat against Blackburn Rovers in November 2010? Mr Matt Ponter, any answer there? Morton Gamps Pedersen scored that game. I know that. That that would have been a great answer to the question. That That would have been a great answer. Yeah, that would have been a great answer. I'm trying to think of our team that day. I can't remember who was in it. Luke Henry, any uh, any ideas? I've got one, but I don't know if he would have 2010. Um, I'm the only one I can. Was 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 he? Can I can I ask the question? Was he former yeah, Arsenal first. after his debut for Villa or before? So he, uh, so he played for he, he 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 no he played for Arsenal before, but it wasn't the transfer wasn't directly from Arsenal to Villa. No, okay, I know it's got it then. I've got I've got it. I think we both got it. Yeah, uh, Luke, go first. I'm gonna say Henry Lansbury. Uh, Matt Ponter. Perez. Correct. It was Robert Perez. He did he make off the his bench. Aston. That's correct. He did make his Aston Villa debut in a two 0 defeat against Blackburn Rovers, and interestingly. He actually scored his first Villa goal against Blackburn in a 3-1 win in the FA Cup back in January 2011. So we've got two questions left. Question 12. Who scored the fastest goal in Premier League history in 7.69 seconds? I've said this name already. It's Shane Long. And Luke Henry? Shane Long against Watford. That is correct. Okay, well, unfortunately, we've come to the last question of the round. Eight Englishmen occupy the all-time Premier League goalscorer top ten. Can you name the two non-English players that make up the other two spots? I have two names, and I don't want to think about any others, and I'm going to name them. Okay, Matt Ponto, go ahead. Sergio Aguero. Yeah, I'll name one. Go on. Pierre Henry. Yeah, I've got both of them. I've got both of them. Well, I would like to say it's been a very, very good end to the round, boys. Correct? It was Sergio Aguero for Manchester City and Thierry Henry for Arsenal. Actually, interestingly, before we end the round, I'll actually name the eight Englishmen. So you have... Frank Lampard, Andy Cole, yeah. Wayne yeah. Rooney, I've got four, Henry Aguero, six, then four more. Oh, gosh. Les Ferdinand. Correct. Um, Three more. I've said I've said Andy Cole, haven't I? Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, Ponder, help me out. The last three. We've gone through this before, haven't we? So you, so you've um, got a you've got a Liverpool legend, striker. Owen, Michael Owen. 
Yes, yeah. And there's another Liverpool legend as well. Fowler. Correct. Robbie Fowler. Robbie, Robbie Fowler. And then you've got Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine yeah, that's correct. So, boys, that has been the esteem of the week, top 20. Before we come to the overall scores, the scores at the end of that round, Mr. Luke Henry, you ended up with seven. And Matt Ponter, you had four. Over to Mr. Luke Henry to round us off. In third place, at the end of the Next Goal Wins podcast, it isn't a podcast, podcast, Quite a good win with five points. Now, someone got nine, someone got seven. I didn't get any in round two, which means I came second with seven. So congratulations, Mr. Matt Ponzer. You win the next Goal Wins podcast with nine points. Congratulations. However, Hooray. it's not over what? until the next Goal Wins. For those listening, uh, we're going to play. This is the round where we play a little bit of commentary. And all you have to do is guess who scored that goal. So here's a bit of commentary that we're playing now. And you've just said, who scored that goal? Alonso messes it down. Uh, with the slice, still in play. That's going to quest squares it. Surely, Tony Ocante goes wild. Is that the title winning goal? What a substitution by Conte. Right then, so who scored that goal? The answer is, you can find out next week when we start our show. So that is the end of the Next Goal Wins podcast. A big thanks to Matt Pond. Thank you. A big thanks to Curtis Goodwin. Thank you very much, Luke. That's all right. I'm Luke Henry, and we will see you next week. And our next podcast is going to be very interesting, and it may cause a debate or two. We'll leave it for there. See you next week. Bye-bye. 